0: He's been advisor to Presidents Clinton and Trump. And now, he's here to advise us all. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC.
1: Clouds to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. And I'm wondering what it is I should do. It's so hard to keep the smile from my face.
2: Stuck in the middle with you, that's how I feel. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am, in the middle, with you. You know, one of the huge things that is going to affect the 2020 elections that has not been discussed is the impact of reapportionment. Uh, Every 10 years, as you know, the Constitution requires that after the census, congressional district lines be redrawn. Based on the allocations each state gets based on its population of congressmen. The, uh, these maps that are drawn by parties in the legislature are almost undoubtedly always subject to challenge and they all end up in the courts and the court ends up sitting on the floor with all the maps and red pencils, uh, redrawing the lines to try to eliminate the partisan gerrymandering that the state legislatures included. Well, no more. Under court decisions over the last few years, Justice Roberts, Chief Justice Roberts, has made clear that the Supreme Court is out of the reapportionment umpiring business. It will no longer review maps drawn up by the Democrats or the Republicans in the state legislatures of the country to eliminate partisan gerrymandering. It will no longer decide what's fair and what's unfair in the way the districts are drawn. This is huge because the Republicans control 31 uh, – 30, sorry, of the 50 state legislatures and governorships. In 30 of the states, the Republicans have a trifecta. They control the governor and both houses of the state legislature so they can draw any kind of maps they want. And that includes some very important states like Florida and Texas. And now, under this uh, court, not ruling, but this court uh, abstention, really, they can draw whatever lines they want, and the challenges to them will not be admissible, will not be heard by the federal courts. The courts will still retain jurisdiction over reapportionment, gerrymandering that they feel is based on race, trying to minimize the representation of minority voters, but those, most cases are no longer about that. Their part is in gerrymandering. And those cases will now not be heard in court. Most, many observers say that this could affect as many as 13 house races, uh, throughout the country. And of course, if we flip five of them, Nancy Pelosi is out, O-U-T. So this is a very significant situation.
1: Stop being that bird. Cause here come to judge. Don't know about the bird. Cops here come to judge. Judge Shawley is designed to hate.
2: The judge ain't coming in these reapportionment cases. You're on your own, guys. Uh, the state legislators and their staffs can gerrymander districts till their heart's content. And in that is a huge decision favoring the Republican Party in 2022 and in every election until 2030, because the map they draw now is valid for the next 10 years until the next census takes place in 2030. Let me just spend a minute explaining the word gerrymandering. It's a cute word, G E R R Y mandering. It was named after a guy named Eldridge Gerry, who was the governor of Massachusetts and went on to become vice president under uh, President James Monroe. And um, he died in office, and uh, was and but but he served a year or so as vice president. Anyways, governor of Massachusetts, he presided over gerrymandering of the districts in the state legislature uh, to help Jefferson's party the Democrat Republicans and one of the districts he drew was a long district covering many many miles but a very narrow one and uh, people said it looked like a salamander so the phrase gerrymander entered the entered the vocabulary and meaning a district drawn for partisan purposes And uh, it's completely legal, uh, and uh, the Supreme Court, which had had a power of review to make sure it didn't get so blatant that it was really depriving people of the right to vote, now has opted that it will not review these cases. And that is a very, very significant judgment that will badly hurt and tremendously affect uh, the chances of the Democrats in the 22 election. You know, when we look at 22 – There are a couple of stats that are interesting. One is a scary stat. There are seven Republican congressmen who are not running again, and there are no Democratic congressmen who are retiring. And normally almost all the changes take place in party control when an incumbent decides not to run. So that's a big advantage to the Democrats. But when you look at the districts where the congressmen have decided not to run, uh, it's pretty clear that most of them are pretty solid Republican districts, and there's only one that could very possibly flip, um, but that might not flip either. Uh, but the uh, reapportionment numbers are very, very encouraging. Now, the other story I want to talk about today, and I'd love your feedback particularly on this, uh, call 800-848-9222. That's 800 848 W.A.B.C. 9222 is the decision that's being made across the country and here in New York that bars and restaurants must require identification to prove that you've had a COVID vaccine to be admitted to the restaurant. At the moment, most states are not doing this on a mandatory basis. The feds have suggested it, and uh, many, but many states are doing it. And more importantly, in New York, many restaurants and bars on their own are requiring that. So I want to know what you think. Uh, if you walk into your favorite restaurant and you want to sit there and order a dinner or lunch or something, and they demand to see proof that you've been vaccinated or get out, we can't serve you, what would you do? Would you sit there and would you order or would you tell them to go fly a kite and leave? So the question is what would happen when they hit when if you don't get hit with their best shot? Best shot. Why
1: don't you hit me with your best shot? Hit me with your best shot. Fire away.
2: So to get into one of New York's fancy Tony restaurants, you better be hit with its best shot, uh, the the COVID vaccine shot. And I am really curious to know what you all feel about that. Now, while you're considering your answer, we need to tell you that uh, shocking news that I just got, which is that 15 states are refusing to tell people what the reinfection rate is for those people who have been vaccinated in their state. That is, how many people who've gotten the best shot have gotten COVID nonetheless? 35 states are coming clean and releasing this information. And some of the results are fairly scary. Uh, in Tennessee, for example, there have been 31 deaths of people who already have been vaccinated. In Illinois, uh, there were 180 deaths. Uh, in, and in the reinfection rate, was 3%, in other words, out of every 100 people who were vaccinated, three came down with COVID. But there are some states, including New York, that are keeping us in the dark. Uh, Florida, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Minnesota, Missouri, Nevada, New Hampshire, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, Texas, and Wisconsin are refusing to tell the public how many of the people that have been vaccinated have gotten ill anyway? Now, that is that is horrible. Uh, it means they're keeping it secret. And the reason they're keeping it secret is they want to get us all to, to, to get the shot. And they feel that if we know that the shot is only partially effective and that there are people who have had the shot who died nevertheless, or perhaps because of the shot, who knows, that it will retard the vaccination rate and make us all more susceptible to the virus. But they should not be censoring this information. This is information we all deserve to know, and it should be released. In particular, in in, in New York, I want to know why they are not releasing this information. Uh, why are they trying to fool us into getting the vaccination uh, even though they know that you may well be reinfected once you have the vaccination this is an outrageous situation and uh, and I think it's really important that we all address that so let me know what you think 800 848 9222 that's 800 848 9222 and while you're at it let me know what you think about the other story which is the uh, requirement Uh, that people be vaccinated and have a card to be able to enter bars or restaurants. You thought your days of getting carded ended when you passed 21. Well, not so. Uh, But you got a whole new card that you got to present, proof of vaccination.
0: It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC.
1: Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right, here I am stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. And I'm wondering.
2: When I'm stuck in the middle of with you and I'm wondering what I should do, I wanna know in my state how many people who have been vaccinated got the virus nonetheless. And how many of them got it seriously enough so they had to be hospitalized? And how many of them died? And of the ones who died or were hospitalized, how many of them were there because they had comorbidities and other stuff that made them go there and made, either made the vaccine less effective? Or how many are there because possibly the vaccine itself might have put them there? This is vital information that I need to know and we all need to know. And it's sitting there right on a computer in the New York State Department of Health. It's right there on their screens, and they will not tell the public. New York is one of only 15 states that refuses to release that information to the public. And I think that is a total disgrace.
1: Listen, do you want to know a secret? Do you promise not to tell? whoa. whoa.
2: They're not whispering in anybody's ear. They're not even telling people the truth about this. This is absolutely and totally and completely outrageous. Let's go to uh, Jeannie in Queens. Hey Jeannie, how are you?
3: I'm fine. Hello, how are you? Good Good morning. Thank Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, It is outrageous and it's very frightening because. Evidently, there's something they don't want us to know, which might be that the vaccine really isn't as effective as they're saying. Right. And also, I would like to ask, what are they allowed to ask us when we get this shot? Because I had a funny experience. But also, there was another question you asked. What do we feel about the um about, the the
2: cu- about being carted uh, oh, If yeah, you walked into a lunch encounter they, and they said, we're going to throw you out if you, haven't got, can you can't prove a vaccine, yeah, what I would mean, you do?
3: Well, I guess I'd probably leave but Good. the thing is okay. the thing Me is too. that I I'm concerned because the whole reason that I finally decided to get the shot was I did wish to participate in social things, like go to the theater, possibly, or something. I There's not really very much that I do. I'm retired now, so I don't have to do anything. I'm not required. But it really scares me that they have so much power, and yep. I don't like this. This is like the Nazi times being identified yep. with a passport. It I don't is. like it at all.
2: Now, I, I h- thought how do
3: we require them to give us the information?
2: I thought my days of getting carded were over. Uh, in Utah, they card you for your age when you order a drink uh, regardless of your apparent age so when I'm, when I'm doing work in Utah and I go to the airport and I order a drink, they ask for my ID. And I tell them I'm very flattered, you know, to let you think I'm under 21. Uh, but in fact, they are required to card everybody. And now we're going to be carded for our vac- vaccine status. And that I think is just outrageous. I would turn on my heels and walk out of that restaurant after delivering a few choice words, some of which I couldn't repeat on the radio about my reaction to being asked that. I think absolutely it's terrible. Um, uh, Vincent from Brooklyn. You also don't like the idea of being carted. Vincent?
4: During the late 1950s, I had an active case of tuberculosis, and it lasted five years. And the only reason, uh, I remember the exact day when John F. Kennedy was assassinated because that was the day after five years my doctor told me, that uh, my I didn't I no longer had active tuberculosis, but I had it for five years and it was Thank five minutes and Dick, when they discovered it, they told my mother and father what they had to do for me, what meds I had to take, what pre- pre- precautions. but I lived in an Italian ghetto and it was very it was prevalent when I, whenever I went out or went into a neighborhood restaurant or in the school in the theater, no one ever asked me. Given the fact that it was going around in the inner cities, no one ever asked me if I was TB positive. And I had an active case of the disease for five years. Uh, this seems like something out of 1984. The woman who called before me is 100% on the money. And you, I think it ties in with the Democrats' overall unconstitutional takeover of a yep. lot of things that are going on in the United States, especially like Joe Biden issuing uh, an eviction moratorium. Right. What about the landlords who are depending on that right. rent to and pay have, their bills, a and retiree or otherwise? To have
2: to pay their mortgage. You know, um, you're, you're completely right. And uh, I think that it's worth remembering why the Democrats are doing this. It's not because they enjoy controlling us so much. It's a little of that. It's not that they enjoy regulating. It's a little of that. The main thing is to keep the feeling of crisis alive so they can pass their spending bills. Uh, ultimately the virus will go away, but their spending won't. It'll linger around for decades in debt that our kids are gonna have to pay and in entitlements that people will get that we'll have to keep coughing up money for year after year. And that is why they're hyping the sense and the perception of crisis. I think that's absolutely true. Now, Susan, you don't want to get carded, do you? From Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs>
4: For my age, deck. Okay, good. Um, that would that would go quite a long way. But no, <laughs> I definitely do not want to get carded. And in my favorite restaurants, I would uh, encourage them because I'm one of those people who had COVID. I thought I was beaten with a hammer, um, and um, I have the antibodies. So that until they start giving us um, that same or a better. Maybe they would want to hire us for their kitchens or yeah, right. other um, things. So, right. and also, just I think your show is the ultimate show for us political junkies. I. Take a pen and paper. And I can't wait to share this information at the next cocktail party.
2: Well, you wait. You'll knock their cocktails out of their glasses. They won't even have to be carded when you hear what I'm going to tell you next about what Rudy Giuliani just told me is going on in Georgia. But let's stay on this topic. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Nick in Fairhaven, New Jersey. Hi. Hey,
0: Dick. Great. Thanks for covering this topic. You're welcome. uh, Yeah, so I think this is a form of prohibiting trade on the grounds of Amendment 13, mainly because there's not infinite producers to make a choice for the alternative uh, minimal viable product. Right. Um, And I think anything that instills on customers or employees to trade uh, needs to be backed by an in vitro, uh, not a snapshot. Uh, proof.
2: Right. I think you're right. Those, You know, I read that some restaurants and bars have big piles of phony cards uh, about ID. Reminds me when I was a kid, you'd have to have a subway pass to get on the subways for free and all the kids in the school were making passes with a big M on it uh, to indicate Metro so that they could get in. It was a green card and we all had it and we all flashed it. Our first brush with criminality.
0: He's been advisor to presidents Clinton and Trump, and now he's here to advise us all. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC.
1: Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. Okay, do you hear?
2: Okay, did you hear the one about the bar where the two guys walk in? And the bartender says, where's your COVID ID vaccination card? And they walk the hell out of the restaurant. Uh, Did you hear that joke? Well, what do you think? What would you do if you were carded walking into your favorite restaurant? Uh, Let's go to Judith in Brooklyn who will help us look at it. Hey, Judith. Oh, I
5: have to. I have to. Can
2: you hear me? Yep, sure can. Sure can. Well, I can't now. So um, let's go to Elaine in Wayne, New Jersey. Hi, oh, Elaine.
6: Hello. hello. A lot of um, the, the truth about these vaccines is being censored. There's, They're very dangerous, these vaccines. They're too risky and not needed. And there's three websites where they can get the truth, learntherisk.org and daystar.com slash censored, daystar.com slash injecting truth. You know you people- Go ahead. Brandy Vaughn, founder of the website LearnTheRisk.org. dot org. Brandy Vaughan, a former sales executive for the drug company Merck, and founder of the educational website, learntherisk.org, which everybody should look before they get the, any of that poison. So
2: give us those uh, give us those websites again, please. Yeah,
6: the, the website is Daystar.com right. slash injecting truth.
2: Right. And then Daystar the, and then learntherisk dot com.
6: Daystar dot censored. Okay. And learntherisk.org.
2: Good. Well, and- thank you. Thank you for sharing that with people. Uh, you have to wonder, you have to wonder why 15 states, including New York, will not release the information about the number of people who have been fully vaccinated, and yet were infected, and had to be hospitalized and in many cases died of COVID after taking the vaccine. What's the story? How come they won't tell us? That is absolutely a legit question to ask. Frank from New Jersey has a perspective, took the words out of my mouth. We're acting like uh,
5: this is Ralph. This is Ralph actually think. Uh, uh, so uh, my take about the uh showing the card or the mandate. Yep. Okay. This is what they do in China. This yep. is uh, against who we are, and this is not what we are, and I want to give a shout-out to the Sultan of Swing, Joe Piscopo. Hello, Joe. Look forward to your show tonight.
2: Thank Great. you. Well, I like Joe. He's terrific. So uh, give me a call, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. What would you do if you walked into a bar or restaurant and they carded you, not for your age, but for your vaccination status? Okay, now somebody called earlier and was kind enough to say that they have a pencil and paper whenever they're listening to this show. Well, I have something for you to write down. You know, Rudy Giuliani precedes me on this show, and we both do it live from the ABC studios and uh, the radio studios. And uh, we run into each other. I'm walking in, he's walking out, and we always sit and chat for a little bit. And he told me something today that he said is public, but I haven't seen it. He said, I could use it, and I sure as hell am. Do you know that 68,000 voters in Georgia in 2020 were under age, were under 18? 68,000. And Trump supposedly lost the state by about 11,000 votes. Now, Rudy makes the point that these weren't kids that voted. They weren't clamoring to vote and they showed up and they lied about their ages just like they do to get a drink in a bar. And, uh, they were, they were practiced at it and they lied again and they got to vote. No, he says that what happened is that they voted, that they were voted for when their names were on the, were, were on the rolls, uh, which they shouldn't have been. The, uh, voting registrar, uh, would let the person vote. So a guy shows up and he says, uh, I'm Joe Blow and I'm registered to vote here and, uh, give me a ballot and I want to go ahead and vote. And there's no photo ID. You don't know if it's Joe or not. Uh, it's in fact somebody who is underage. Those people voted. They were voted for by other people. The Democrats would send people in, in many cases illegal immigrants and cast votes for people and that he has evidence that that happened 68,000 times in Georgia, and that when the audits are released, that'll all be widely publicized, I assume, and it's really worth understanding that. I just want to repeat something I led the show with, because that was a little while ago. In the elections coming up in 2022, it is the first time that the U.S. Supreme Court is not Adjudicating reapportionment cases, they are not going to accept appeals from the party that lost in the in the state uh, that that couldn't control the legislature. That the other party is drawing district lines, gerrymandering it to give them control. Uh, those were cases that were rife in the Supreme Court. They would have ten or twenty of them every year and they would throw out a state's lines, and then the judges and their clerks would all scurry around on the floor with red pencils and maps drawing new lines. Justice Roberts, Chief Justice, said, we're out of that business. We're not doing that anymore. This is a political question. It does not belong in the courts, and we're kicking it back to the legislatures. Now, that is incredible news because the Republicans control a trifecta That is the governor in both houses of the legislature in 30 of the 50 states, including some big ones like Texas and Florida. And they are now going to be able in those states to draw the lines as they please without being subject to judicial review. Now, the courts are still going to look at it to make sure that it's not racially biased, that you're not doing that to disenfranchise minorities. That is, of course, very good. But most of this doesn't involve race at all. It just involves the races between the Democrats and Republicans. And this could have an impact on between 13 and 20 seats in the 22 election. We only need five to be able to take power. Um, Judith from Brooklyn. We tried before. Let, let's hear from you. Hi.
5: Thank you, Ms. Sorry. You know, I have to congratulate you because when I listen to you, your approach is really the proper way to try and analyze and get a better understanding of how to fight this COVID virus, like breaking it down with more detailed information as far as ages go, as far as previous medical issues go, et cetera, et cetera. I have to tell you something. This is so ridiculous. Uh, not ridiculous, but I just want to point out there are a bunch of groups here You've got people that have gotten COVID, and therefore they have high antibodies, and they feel perfectly safe for these high antibodies. Then you've got people that came down with COVID, and even though they got high antibodies, they were vaccinated. Then you've got people that were vaccinated because they didn't get COVID and they don't want to get COVID. And then, you, you know, you've got all sorts of people. And right. you know what? Now we're finding out this Delta virus it 's circumventing the vaccines, yep. in other words, people coming down with the delta virus are not protected by these vaccines well they, and basically b- basically Mr. Morris, there is really not enough information yet right. with anything it 's right. just so it 's so experimental the, in a way, and it 's personal private choice
2: that 's the key point judith it 's experimental, and we are the guinea pigs absolutely um, it 's worth no i 'm very interested and we 'll stay and stay tuned to figure out how many people have died of COVID having already been vaccinated. Uh, If it is a small number, which at the moment it appears to be, we don't know yet, but at the moment it appears to be, New York and other states are not releasing the info, but if it is a small number, then I think the Democrats are crying wolf. In doing all of these precautions and all of these restrictions, cards to get into a restaurant and stuff like that, uh, because they're cu- talking about a disease that is serious and is painful, and I'm so sorry you had to go through it, but but is ultimately perhaps not fatal. Uh, that's what we need to. If it's fatal, yeah, cut, cut down, do all of the restrictions you have to do, and we'll follow them, just like we did when COVID first hit. But if it's not fatal, it's just a question of our not feeling under the weather for a couple of days. Uh, we don't accept those kinds of restrictions, and we won't abide by them. And I think that's crucial information for all of us. Why are the Democrats trying to lock us down? Because they want to pass the spending bills. They require a sense of crisis to be able to get Congress to leave its senses behind and vote for six Trillion vote for four trillion dollars of additional spending in addition to the two they already voted for. That's the real scandal here. Let's go to Marianne in Newburgh. How are you doing?
6: Hi, um, I just wanted to comment about the vaccines. I'm very pro vax and I'm also very pro choice, but I really wish you would stop spreading the fear sites because it's it's ridiculous. Well, I spread all information.
2: Ann, um, I don't censor it. The caller called in, gave us the names of three sites we can consult, and they can look at. People can look at it as they want. I'm not pro-vax or anti-vax. My job here is to get the facts out to people, and I'm delighted to do that. Uh, and that includes you. And I'm delighted that you called in. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Jeff in Connecticut. Hey, Jeff. Okay, let's not. Let's go to Stu in Brooklyn. Good
0: afternoon. Good afternoon,
2: Dick. Good afternoon. Dick,
0: you know, this question is going to come uh, from all the people who are opposed to getting IDs to vote. Why are you opposed to this ID uh, for COVID? How would you How are you going to answer that?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm in favor of IDs to vote. I think it's absurd not to. And by the way, I just saw a poll, it was a very reliable poll, that said that 68% of African Americans support mandatory voter identification. Uh, so, and, and almost 80% of the Democrats support that. This is just a fantasy concocted by the left that this is somehow going to repress minority turnout. It's not going to repress say- cashing of checks to have ID. It's not going to suppress use of credit cards to be required to have ID. None of that's going to be suppressed. But voting, that's going to be suppressed. That's absolute BS. And I think that people uh, – carding people in restaurants falls in the same category. I believe that if the ultimate information that is coming out that New York and other states are not releasing indicates that there is a high chance of dying, not getting sick, but dying of COVID after you've been vaccinated whether the vaccine causes it or simply doesn't give you the immunization you're counting on. If that's the case, then I believe that we should all take serious precautions. I'm not sure they should be mandatory. They should be in our self-interest and we should get the information and make our own decision. Uh, but for goodness sakes, uh, let's get the data. Let's get the information. Don't keep it such a secret.
0: He's been advisor to Presidents Clinton and Trump. And now, he's here to advise us all. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC.
1: Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. And I'm one of the Okay, I'm telling you
2: a story do. about two guys that walk into a restaurant into a bar and the maitre d hits them and they come in and said, show me your ID. Show me if you have had a vaccine yet. Show me your vaccination card. What do you do? Do you turn around and walk out or do you meekly present it and sit down and order dinner? Let's go to Kevin, who has a new pers- interesting perspective on that from Queens.
0: Hey, Dick. Um, I consider myself a militant moderate. I don't have a huge problem, to be honest with you. If there's certain businesses, it's private sector, that that's their policy. You don't like it. You go to a place that doesn't have it. Right. When I was in the military, they didn't force me to get this vaccine. When I was in the military, they forced us to get some pretty brutal vaccines. When I was in right. Iraq, I think we had to take anthrax. They sprayed our uniform in these horrible chemicals. Mm. We didn't have a choice. So um, yeah, um I'll tell you, I'm in the middle of the road with this stuff. I thought the masks were appropriate when people weren't vaccinated, but people that are vaccinated now wear a mask. I think that's ridiculous. Also, I think there should be a setup for people who had COVID. I don't know. Maybe they go to the doctor, whatever, two, three, four times a year, get a card that shows they have the antibodies. And if they don't want to get the vaccine, I think they should have that choice. If they have um, it naturally
2: well the key word in your in your statement Kevin, which I think is terrific is choice and uh, we're not being given that choice now to ge- exercise that choice we need the information and uh, I mentioned earlier in the show that fifteen states that include New York and Texas and Pennsylvania Ohio some pretty significant Florida are refusing to release pertinent and salient piece of information to people, which is how many people in your state have been vaccinated and after being vaccinated got the disease, were hospitalized, and ultimately died of the va- of the disease. That's vital information for us all to have. Look, if this thing is spreading enormously, the Delta variety, and millions and millions and millions of people have it, and hundreds of thousands were hospitalized. Okay, that's too bad. But if only about a hundred or two hundred died, uh, or under a thousand died, then I don't take it that seriously. Uh, we're not protecting people against every illness there is, and so they get sick for a couple of days. If they die, that's an entirely other question. And we need to know that information. I believe That the Democrats and the liberals are deliberately hyping a sense of crisis about the Delta Variety so that they can still get their spending bills passed. They know they're going to lose Congress in the next election. They know that they're probably going to be out of office for 10 years, given the crap they've tried to pull while they've been there. And they know that this is their last chance to pass entitlements that Congress will have to keep funding year after year because he never really can get rid of an entitlement. They know that they have a year to pass all this garbage, so they are trying to resurrect the wonderful, heady days of crisis that we had in March and April and May and June of 2020 when you could get anything passed for any amount of money because everybody was so freaked about it. Rahm Emanuel, who I worked with in the Clinton White House, former mayor of Chicago, said, never let a good crisis go to waste, and that's what's happening now. Let's go to Caroline in Rhode Island. Hey, Caroline. Hi. Um, I just wanted to make the point that You're naming some states that aren't releasing all that data, but all the
5: states that are
2: are not bearing out what you're saying. I live in Rhode Island, and they are releasing this data. You can go to the uh, the, the state's website. What do they say? They will tell you that 890 people are hospitalized, and out of that 890, possibly 9 or 10 are um, unvaccinated. I mean are vaccinated. So that is quite a large number, and they even go on. Okay, but how many die? Are intensive care? How many die? How many die? They're all unvaccinated. It's all laid out on the website. Yeah, but Caroline, yes, it is in 35 states, and I'm glad Rhode Island is one of them. My question is, what about the other 15? If you happen to live there, like in New York or Florida. But my other question is, how serious is it? Uh, not not so much are you sick or not, but how serious is it? That, I think, is most important. Jeff in Connecticut. How are you doing, Jeff?
4: Very well. Hey, thanks for taking my call. First Thank time listener, first time caller. Um, um, agree with you 100%. You don't know uh, about choice. You um, don't like the policy of a restaurant. Don't have to go in there. Yep, absolutely. Um, I also, uh, I'd like to say the vaccine... You know, that was promoted as being 95% effective. So if you have 160 million people who have been vaccinated, yeah, I'm yeah. expecting 5 to 7 million breakthrough cases. But spot on about the death rate. You know, yep. Statista.com says that, you know, on July 4th, there was 450 deaths in the nation from the Delta variant. Yep. Um, August 3rd, they said there was 40 deaths. Mm-hmm. you know, across the nation from the Delta variant. Yep. So I agree about your motivations about uh, yep. why this is being hyped. Absolutely. Joe
2: in Westchester, you're not going to show your card, huh?
0: <coughs> yes. Good, good morning, Mr. Morris. Good I morning. spoke with you last week regarding the currency issue. And I wanted to say that if I am going to New York City for a restaurant right now, I would avoid that issue unless it's a business matter. Then I'm required to go to uh, the New York City. I generally tend to stay out of it. And if that situation occurred where it was a business scenario where i was required to take a lunch or a meeting or right. a drink or whatever right. and i had to show the card yep. i would do it simply for the purposes of business but i would good. avoid it at all okay. costs would got you
2: i got your vote down thank you and let's go to mark in colbrook connecticut who has his own opinion on this
0: It's good good, good day mr morris god Hi. bless you i admire your work and um, thank you. i tip my hat as a gentleman to you thank you I, you're you're spot on. I mean, we're about the same age group, and and too old. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> amen, brother. Amen. I. I uh,
2: That's our I, age group. Too old.
0: <laughs> I, if I've I got to present a vaccination card to go into Broadway to go into a, a restaurant, then I'm moving on. It's bad enough uh, yep. that, 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 that the as you indicated, the politics of this is annoying me. The trying to bring DeSantis down, not p- providing data like you're saying. Let's get the data out so we can make an informed decision. Right. And then you see where is this is serious enough, Serious enough as you, as you say, yeah. then, okay, then we look at realistic. And,
2: and Mark, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Let's, let's remember that the reason that they are not releasing this data is that they do not want to discourage people from taking the vaccine. They don't want to tell people that a lot of the people who have been vaccinated got sick anyway, either because they were part of, it was never effective with them or because the vaccine might've caused it or whatever. And they don't want to release information that hurts the chances of people getting vaccinated. Now, before we go, I want to go to Gary in Staten Island. You know, Gary, I wrote up, you know, my wife and I have written 20 books Wow, We're, right? Yep, wow. We have a new one coming out, uh, probably in November. Oh, you do? We do. It's called uh Take Back America, How to Win the Elections of Twenty Two and Twenty Four. But you called Excellent. You called about a previous book of mine called Screwed. Of course. Right. And uh, I, yes I gotta indeed, tell you Mr. we, Morris, thank we thank you for lo- letting to know about that forthcoming book. Good. we had long book talks screwed. about whether to uh, entitle a book Screwed. <laughs> the
0: title of course is very provocative and Dare I say, salacious? The subtitle is something like um, "How the United States is being being what by a foreign, uh, with the help of our own leaders, by foreign uh, right.
2: Uh, entities." Right. So go ahead, I'll let you talk. Well, it's kind of funny if you look at the titles of the books Eileen, my wife, and I have written. They were in a series. The first was uh, we wrote a lot of books about the Clintons because you know we knew them well, and I worked for them. Then we did some books on terrorism. One was called "Off with Their Heads," and then, then we wrote a series of books that, ca- that catalog and chronically account for our national experience. First one was outrage. The second was fleeced. The third one was catastrophe. The fourth one was Screwed, <laughs> and it just took us step by step by step. And, uh, and was, uh, it was very important. Screwed, by the way, was the first book that really called the subprime mortgage crisis and predicted that that would happen. So you, you warmed my heart, Gary, by, by raising that. Thank you for calling. Let's go to Christian in New Jersey, who actually went to a New York restaurant. What was your experience?
4: Oh, hi, Dick. Um, so, listen, I was in Manhattan on Friday because uh, I had to go in the office to work, and I went to a, a K-Town to a restaurant. And I, I just, you know, personally, I, I just know the masks don't work. I've read the papers and stuff. The micron sizes are important. But these people, do not they don't care. They, they're they just told to wear a mask. I mean, I'm i am in the restaurant. And people are sitting there with no mask on, slobbering, fiddle flying all over the place, which, you know, the, the thing that liberals always tell you, the left is, oh, it's meant to stop fiddle, not that has nothing to do with microsite. So these people are sitting there slobbering, spittle all over. Hey,
2: you the know, I think that, that my wife always says when I start talking like that, TMI, too much information. <laughs> but thank yeah. you, Christian. Yeah, so I appreciate have- it. So uh, let's go to Tony in Rockland County. Hey, Tony.
0: How are you? Doing good. Uh, I, I just wanted to say the reason people are so misled Uh, By the CDC and the WHO is uh, Fauci would tell you one story one day and a couple of days later, he'd give you the opposite side of the story. A couple of days later, as you know, he'd switch back to the original version and people are saying, what do I believe? He's telling me both sides of the story and it constantly changes and they never give you accurate figures. I say trust in God, not the Biden administration.
2: <laughs> well, that's, that, that's a, you should, they should print that on the dollar bill. In God we trust, not Biden. Uh, I got to tell you, though, in defense of Fauci, that this was a moving target. Uh, nobody really knew what the virus was doing. And he was so pressured for opinions and for guidance because we all were freaked that in some cases he jumped to premature conclusions and said things that he ultimately had to flip back on uh, because he's following the facts, not his opinions. And the facts varied. They came in episodically from different places. They were often contradictory and Obviously, some of the things he said were contradictory, uh, and uh, we, we should cut him some slack. Uh, I don't believe that he was ever mendacious or lied or anything like that. He's an honest man doing the best that he possibly can. So um, I just want to summarize what we covered today. First, the courts are not intervening in reapportionment cases, which means Republicans can gerrymander till their heart's content. Uh, Secondly, 68,000 underage voters voted in Georgia in the 2020 election. Thirdly, 15 states are refusing to tell people how many of their COVID cases were people that were vaccinated. And finally, we talked a lot about whether you would consent to be carded, not for age, not for drinking, but for COVID in your favorite restaurant. So this was fun. We'll talk to you next week. Take care.